Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. This show is brought to you by you at patreon.com slash core show. Support us today. That's patreon.com slash core show. <laughs> Did it happen again where Bo got kicked right as I started it? What is that is about? It, is it a coincidence or is Bo just like, well, starting the show, time he, to... He's got to be fooling with us. Bo, what I'm, here. I'm here. What was that? I told you uh, last week I muted when you start when, usually when we used to do core with the music that a lot of people have reached out on me Twitter and say they miss by the way well, of course they miss uh, it don't of worry we're working do. on something yeah there's something but, coming uh, uh, I usually mute the microphone just so I don't accidentally say something while the intro goes on and interrupt you but yeah. late the past two weeks discord has just ejected me from the call the second the show starts. So as soon as you okay so that's not you hitting uh, end or get out by accident it's me doing this see it's, yeah, work. it's working now. So that kicks me. The first time I press that on a call, it apparently kicks me. <laughs> so I have to make sure to do that first. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. Look, we'll take whatever we can get. Uh, and if that means Bo Schwartz has to reconnect, we'll take that too. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE, episode 166. It is March 6, 2019. I'm really weirded out by these headphones. They're freaking me out. Uh, let me tell you a quick story. So... Uh, these are gaming headphones that I'm wearing right now. If you're watching live or seeing the YouTube video, you can see these. Um, mm -hmm. They're bigger and more bulky than my normal. Uh, these things. Here, let me pull these up. They got an X on them. That's how you know they're gaming. These are my normal headphones that I use for sort of monitoring and making shows and stuff. They're not fancy or expensive. These are like less than 20 bucks. Sony stereo headphones. They just do the job and... I have to admit, I treat them kind of poorly. Sometimes they fall on the floor. I had the studio floor in here is a hard floor. It's a it's a floor built on top of a cement flooring, so it's not the softest surface. And I've dropped this probably two dozen times. Well, today, <laughs> this morning, as I was getting ready for uh, my morning show, I dropped it, and it made a horrible clatter sound. And I went to put them on, and only one ear works properly. The other one just sounds all garbly and fuzzy, and I would like now to demonstrate what it sounds like inside of this. Okay, so if you had if you have a baby at home, I could send you this, uh, and it'd be like a rattle. So check this out. Hear that? Oh. Now this side doesn't have it. That's just normal. This side. Yeah. <laughs> Not you a quality that, you look for in a headphone. Nope. You should give that to your uh, your third arm. Yeah, so I was thinking, my baby third arm on my neck. shoulder. Exactly. Uh, so I got new ones coming. They'll be here tomorrow and everything's fine. And they're cheaper than they used to be. They're only 14 now. So kind of, uh, oh, good. yeah, they're just sort of replaceable. It's not that big a deal. But this sounds funny. So if I, I don't know, if I sound weird tonight or feel like I'm trying to emphasize words or something, it's because the my own voice comes through is so different here and I'm just not used to it. So anyway, there's that. 
What a fun way to start a podcast. People are just tuning in left and right to me talking about my dumb headphones. So instead, <laughs> let's talk about what's old is new again with our good friends, Bo Schwartz and John Jagger and myself, Scott Johnson, who I did not introduce at the beginning of the show. That's fine. It is. They fine. know who we are. We, we were just, still here, though. We just slide into this thing like a uh, like a like a pair like, of pants. A pair of pants. Thank you. It was going to go bad like a, and you fixed you solved my problem for me. Thank you. Like a hollow zucchini. That's even. Ooh. All right. That's even. Nope. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> nope. I thought about it too much. Nope. Yeah. Why is it a hollow zucchini? Why don't, would it be hollow? Don't. Because you can't slip into it if there's the zucchini still in there. Oh, oh, you're slipping. Not your the object slipping into something isn't the zucchini. You're slipping into the zucchini. Yeah, yeah, like a sleeve. Like you know, a banana sleeve. You ever oh, seen those things? No. But for what? For okay. like your wiener? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. No. All right. I just mean that, you know, it's a good place to slip into. That's all. all right. Well, we've gone there now. I didn't think too much about about what I was saying. I did so. think too much about it. <laughs> I know. Clearly you did. Yeah. Scott decided to venture further. Yeah. John thought plenty about it, if you know what I mean. Scott ventures forth. Uh, I had a lot more headroom in this camera shot. Sorry. I had a lot of tweaking going on today. Anyway. <laughs> I've been tweaking all day, man. All right, so check this out. Uh, Bo actually put this topic in here, but I have been thinking about this, and so it was kind of like crazy happenstance that you put this in here. But uh, games come and games go. They get launched. Sometimes it's a big deal. You know, there's a whole lot of freak out about, uh, uh, what do you call it there, uh, the one we just stopped playing. Uh, not Apex, the other one. Uh, the one that Vermintide too? No, the one that needs to be better, and it isn't. Anthem. Anthem. Gosh, dang it, dude. Anthem. I already forgot about Anthem. That's how bad it is. <laughs> you know that game, that old game. Yeah, the old it's, game it, of it Anthem doesn't work right. It's not very good. Uh, yeah, Anthem's got all kinds of problems. But when Anthem came out, you know, we were pretty excited about that. And when a new game comes out, you get excited. I get excited. I like, I like new games. I like waiting for dates when they're going to arrive. I like pinpointing down on a calendar where that's going to happen to me it's like waiting for the final season of uh game of thrones or whatever you know it's just something to anticipate and get excited for but a lot of times what i find happens is those launch days come and whether i buy the game or not sometimes i'm just like in there for a bit and then it gets pushed off for a while and let's say this is 2015 that i do that and then all of a sudden in 2019 I'll be digging through my library and go, oh, that. And suddenly I'm all about that game and I'm playing it constantly and that's all I want to do. And that happened to Bo this week with Darkest Dungeon, which came out in full in 2016, was in early access before that. And now you're playing with all the expansions and improvements and all of that. You could say that it takes three years for a game like that to patch itself and upgrade itself and DLC itself up to the the ultimate version of itself. And in the face of an upcoming sequel, uh, how does that game hold up? I mean, we're now, that's like almost three years on. Like, how how I mean, is Darkest Dungeons for you now? It could have been released yesterday. Like, I think that's part of the point of the whole retro and indie game movement and pixel art and stuff like that, is to say, like, games... I mean, we we definitely appreciate the pushing of technology for a high fidelity game, but there's much more to a game than 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 that than whatever technology it's pushing or appearance that it is. Like at the end of the day, a game is a game, right? 
and and it benefits from more time in the cooker and more time massaging it and more time people playing it like games generally are better the the older the game you're playing that's as fun that's fun to you unabashedly fun to you the better the game probably is yeah i think i agree with that but can you tell me this specifically about darkest dungeon and its current state Sure. I find that I game mean, br- brutal. I find it so brutal that I can play it and appreciate it. And and um, I really, uh, there's so much to appreciate about Darkest Dungeon. But I, it's so brutal and so mean-spirited. It wants to kill yeah. me constantly yeah. and wants to destroy my life and makes me, makes me want to go into dark, horrible places and then have my people freaking wig out on me and get us all killed. I can only take so much of that. Has it evolved to the point where can I craft a game that's just a little less dire than that? No, it's for no. Deactivate all the DLC if you want an easier time. Don't play the DLC. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> the the the, the, comp, the comparison I would make to how the DLC DLC functions is like Civilization. The X packs don't extend or shorten the game. They just add more game during the game you already were playing. You know, you get religion, right? Or you get, I think in Civ Six now, there's like more world events and natural and, disasters and, and global that. warming. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So there, it just adds more vectors, uh, more spaces you have to study. And basically, that's what Darkest Dungeons is an exercise in: is study. Like the point of dying is to be like, why did my guys die here? There's this guy, the fanatic. Mm-hmm. And the first time I met him, I actually killed him, but I lost two of my dudes. And the second time I met him, uh, he killed my whole team. You figure I'd do better the second time, <laughs> and I did worse. And what's great about the fanatic is when you meet him, there's no music. You know, usually there's boss music, yeah. even in that game, and it's intense. It's just people screaming for like 20 minutes. And I was streaming it, and all the people in the chat were like, yeah, I just muted the stream. We'll, we'll turn the stream back on. <laughs> it's just people screaming shrilly in the background it's great but anyways yes it's, it's every bit as brutal as it was i think but i think what i like about that game in particular is it rewards study i mean if you study the game i mean if you go online and look things up or you learn things from your mistakes i've done both um then you get smarter at it and then you get to be able to beat it and understand what you did wrong and how you can beat it and the game's really good at once you master it, you get more, you know, as your guys level up, you have to take on harder challenges. They won't do easy challenges. And then there's new new reasons for your dudes to die that you have to figure out. So but it's it's fun. I think that I think the point is that this is a game that's in 2016 mm. and it's fun today. Uh, it it could have, you know, I'm as excited to play it as if it launched yesterday. In fact, uh, a philosophical way to look at it is that it did launch for me the game the day that I decided to start playing it again. Uh, and that's, and yeah. that's kind of where my head's been at, right? And I've been playing Witcher 3 lately. That's a three-year-old game. I see you've been at your nose in yeah. Witcher 3 a lot this week. Yeah. Um, Four years old, that one. And and part of it is, dear listeners, as you join us on this journey of core beta, I'm, I'm very used to when I look up news and follow things, it's here's the storm. But as the weeks have gone on, I'm like, oh, what's... What's going on in the PC gaming world that I was very busy and missed that uh, I want to look into before we start the show? And it's it's always like just news about what games are launching. Right. <laughs> and like, you know, the, the games are exciting because they just launched and they're popular or they're coming out. 
And I'm like, man, gaming news is really boring. And when, it, when you boil it down, I'm like, like just just the dearth of like news sites because they got to get clicks and that's you know their whole business. But sure. like, there actually aren't a lot of interesting conversations happening on these sites. I find, yeah, um, because it's 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 drowned out by a new release every week. Well, that's our job, and, or part of it is our job. It's to snook in well, uh, to snook in yeah. here. That's not a word to sneak in here. Snook? What the hell am I saying? Snook? Wasn't he a Jedi or a Sith? Anyway. You sneak in here and you have a discussion. <laughs> Snooky. Oh, yeah, Snook. Uh, you have a conversation about a game in this way, I think is a very valuable thing, and it is actually kind of hard to find. I mean, there, there are a lot of great gaming shows out there. Uh, our hope during this beta process is to suss out what our uh, favorite way to do that is, and I think we're finding it. Um, I just realized, though, there's going to be some people here and us talking about Darkest Dungeon in this way, and they have no idea what that thing is. And so, sure. in short... It's like a uh, turn-based, team-based, like you take a crew out with you and fight in dungeons, and you have all the abilities you're used to in a turn-based RPG. Uh, a lot of stuff is familiar in that regard. And you have orders, uh, or you have rounds, and you have what order you're going to fight in, and some of your abilities may determine uh, a change in that order depending on whether you use it or not. And then you've got, of course, offensive abilities and buffs and debuffs and all that stuff. On the surface, it sounds like a straight turn-based RPG. But when you get in there, you realize it's not that. I mean, it is that. But there's this layer of insanity strapped to this freaking game that's supposed to make you uh, either... You're either going to love that as a system or you're going to... Well, I don't know. Maybe there's more granularity here. But I find that I love it until I don't. Like, I just want, I get in there and I just go, oh my gosh, this game wants to kill me. It just wants to kill me. It wants to ruin my day. And and I know that it's good. I know that it's good at it and that it's good uh, at being what it's supposed to be. And mm -hmm. hats off to those guys for making this freaking hard thing. But man, I don't know how you do it. Actually, I do know how you do it because I know you appreciate game systems in a way that you know, I think is a well, cut the, above. The, the big selling point, because you could just say it's a turn-based RPG, and I assume most people would know what that means. Divinity 2, whatever, it's side-scrolling. Each of your party takes turns, each of the enemy takes turns. It's a Final Fantasy game, I mean, basically. Uh, the big selling point is that the game doesn't not only try to kill you through HP death, but through stress. Right. So when, when there's low torchlight, because it's called Darkest Dungeon, or when characters... The enemy characters decide not to hurt you with damage, but hurt you psychologically, or you suffer stress. And then if you get too stressed out, you have a nervous breakdown, or sometimes you become super powerful, but most of the time you have a nervous breakdown of some kind. <laughs> and then when you get a nervous breakdown, you start stressing out your teammates. So it starts getting worse and worse. Like all of a sudden your guy will be like, I'm not taking my turn. Because you guys got this because he's got a selfish trait because he's stressed and he's expressing it through selfishness or he'll just whack his own teammates. And when he does that, your guys get all stressed out, too. And when they get fully stressed out, they have a heart attack. Yeah, a heart attack might not kill them, but it brings them to zero HP where the next blow kills them and they are dead forever. And it's fun. It's terrifying. It's fun when you're like, uh oh, uh oh. My whole team is just like, they're losing their minds. They're psychologically going nuts. Like, they can't take it. They're beating everything. But the sheer horror of everything that they're going through is stressing them out. And as human, I can relate because it's not always getting hit by the car. It's the stress of running from cars that 
that'll get you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, John, you you're an Iron Man XCOM player once in a while, not always, but you'll you understand this idea of loss and permanence yeah. and all that, right? Sorta. Uh, I am a notorious so darkest dungeon. I'm a little afraid to get into because I'm a huge fan of XCOM. Uh, I'm a big fan of strategy RPGs in general. I really like the Fire Emblem series, mm. uh, which again, it they've gotten to where you can select different modes, but traditionally in Fire Emblem, you've got these characters. If they die, they're dead. They're out of the story. They're out of the game. Right. Uh, and when I play them, I always say, yes, that's what I want. I want permadeath. Mm-hmm. And then if someone dies, I reload the battle and I try again until I get a perfect run. <laughs> and for some reason, and <clears throat> they have now said, look, we understand that you're out there. We understand that this is the kind of player you are. Here's a mode where we don't have permadeath. I don't enable it. I still go with the no. If they die, it's permanent. Yeah. But heaven forbid they die. I'll reload the save and do the entire battle. I'll spend another 45 minutes on this map making it perfect. Wait, you, you can reload the save? Ye- in in Fire Emblem, you can, although you can turn that off too. Uh, oh, if you okay. want to go okay. with a real brutal difficulty, you can they have a term that for that. Well. You know, what's the term? They have a pejorative term for that. What is it? It's called save scumming. Yes. Well, oh, oh makes, that has a term. I didn't know how to term. That's... Yeah, I'm I'm a dirty save scummer. Save scumming is when things go wrong in the in the map you're on or whatever, and you reload because you're like, I didn't do it right. Well, oh. the, the catch is, is in a lot of games, you can save scum to where it's like, ah, oh, that turn didn't go well. I'll go back to the, you know, I'll go back two turns and try again. Um, yeah. For Fire Emblem, it's always you have to do the entire battle again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's kind of back to square one. But anyway, for that reason, I'm afraid of Darkest Dungeon because I know I'm going to have to come to terms yeah. with the fact that these people are going to die. And I have to be OK with that now. Unlike yeah, no saving the game, you get one save and that's it. Yeah, so you embark. There's no option. Right. There's no easy mode with an option to save. The way Unlike you, Fire yeah. Emblem, Darkest Dungeon is not also a dating sim, so I don't have to be <laughs> way more concerned about what my troops are getting up to necessarily. Right. I mean, there is the stuff back home, how they how they recuperate and become better for the next run out to the dungeons. But Bo's right. You leave town. And that's your, I mean, that's effectively a save, but not really, even really like it. Once you leave town, there's no going back. There's no going, Oh, I'll go back to my last save. Your guys die. They're dead. There's no going back to before they were dead. Like it's a, it's brutal. Now you can recruit new dudes and do all of that sort of stuff. But if you've got a favorite, favorite frontline tanky dude with a sword and he bites it in the butthole, forget it. He's gone. He's well, dead. It, it's not so bad when they're, new and low level but once you lose your level five dudes yeah you've spent like lots of money and investment on you that's you're back to recruiting some noob and the way that the way the game challenges you is that the different challenge tiers you can't take high level dudes into low level areas to power low level dudes up right and you've got a limited amount of people on your roster meaning you can end up in situations where you're really boned because you don't have enough options. <laughs> so you've got to methodically manage your roster and all of their sanity and curing them and having enough money to do it. Most of the time, you do not have enough money to do everything you want to do. So you have to make choices based on opportunity cost. You have to live with the fact that, hey, your highwayman has rabies. But if you spend money on curing rabies, then you don't get to go on a mission fully equipped. So he's just going to live with rabies. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think I might be able to get around this. The only part where it would fall apart is 
if I was trying so hard to get my highwayman and my houndmaster to hook up, and I had put a lot of time and effort into this thing, and just as their romance was about to blossom, one of them perished, I couldn't. I couldn't live with that. Wow. That's when it. That's when I would have to go into save scum territory. I hope part two has relationship. Wouldn't it be it. good though? It mm. would be fun. What would happen in that game is they're in love, and then their partner dies on an expedition. And the one you have left also suffers huge penalties because of the PTSD from his tragic life. Oh, you've, you've struck on so I hope they're listening. They should add the system in. See, yeah. I knew this would work because while I don't have the Darkest Dungeon reference, as you talked about someone having rabies, I was like, what if in Fire Emblem you could get rabies? <laughs> you can also get... The other one you can get is syphilis, which is hilarious. Now, see, and and that's a yeah, that's a whole yeah. thing. So yeah. I you think it's even, time to combine these genres. Sometimes you're searching a corpse for loot, and you come out with syphilis in Darkest Dungeon. That's what we're gonna do. Well, that was a thing in uh, what was that a game? Oh, um, uh, Rogue Legacy had an, uh, had stuff like that. So yeah. when your your guy was born, we talked about this last week. I think we may have. Yeah, yeah, he could be colorblind or. I think one of them was he has vertigo, so they play the whole level upside down. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't pick that. Some of these children didn't get to adventure, no, ever. Uh, no, some of them were like, yeah, we were very discriminatory against the less abled, I noticed, yeah, in that game. For sure. Uh, I'm nearsighted, then you're not going near the dungeon. <laughs> I hope you picked up a second skill. Yeah, there was a some there was some of that going on. Discrimination of its uh, of, of a video game style. But anyway, uh this is uh it's an interesting thing, though, to see you dive in like this in a game that's not getting headlines, that isn't the number one Twitch-streamed game, that isn't the hot talk or the big business or the, any of that. It's this small, independent thing with some systems that appeal to you that took three years for you to really glom onto. And I know you you know, you know, played it before, but yeah, I did. I did there's something it. special um, right now going on with it, and I think that's great. I feel like as gamers, we need to embrace this kind of thinking and be less, me, you know. Yeah. Uh it was Fallout 3. I yeah. hated Fallout 3 when it first came out. Really? I was actually extremely disappointed in that game. I was like, "Ugh, I don't know about this." And I went on and played other things. I didn't get into Fallout 3 until it had been out for a year. Wow. And I think that was like starting into their DLC cycle at that point, and then something about it just clicked a year later and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this game is fantastic and then it was in time for all that dlc to come out although i still got to see the really dumb ending before they fixed it oh thank goodness fixed it <laughs> spoilers for fallout 3 because i just need to get this off my chest uh fallout 3 you get a companion right near the end of the game like second to last mission of the game you get a brand new companion yeah and he's a super mutant yeah and the whole thing that makes him so great and the first thing you do with him is send him into a room of radiation to turn a thing off so you can get through. Wow. Then the final mission, there's a room full of radiation and you have to go in and input a code. So I thought I was real smart and I turned to my super mutant friend and I was like, buddy. And he goes, this is your destiny. <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> this is what I got you for. Yeah. But no, they made you go in there yourself and die. Yeah. You die at the end of Fallout 3. To radiation sickness <laughs> while a super mutant that's immune to it watches you through a glass window going mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and so they redid the ending so they could put dlc at the end of the game because they i guess they were like whoops we killed the main character our bad 
And then the story gets pissed at you for figuring it out. Uh, friggin' Ron, uh, what's Pearl- his name? Pearlman. That's it. I wanted to Ron call Howard. him Burgundy. That wasn't right. Ron Burgundy uh, Pearlman. Yeah. He, uh, he comes on and goes, the vault dweller, uh, didn't have the stomach to face his own destiny. So he sent others to go do his work for him. <laughs> it was like, what? You're going to get mad at me? Cause I figured out a way around your dumb little puzzle a year later. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was still super mad. I can tell. Yeah, this, this goes deep. Yeah. yeah this real. isn't, this never left you. Is what it just I can doesn't tell. make sense. They give them to you right before that mission. It's not like you're not going to be thinking about it. It sounds like what really set you off was the passive aggressive message from the Bethesda developers to the players through Ron Perlman. Yeah. They use Ron Perlman. <laughs> to try to be like you, dummy. you figured out our puzzle you <laughs> yeah i think you're so smart damn so damn great. you damn you hell boy you thought to yourself but that's like sorry just uh but that, that that's like a, a good example of i don't know like so one of the things that i've been looking at more of are like game reviews mm-hmm. and you know as heroes players the history very sensitive to the idea of reviews and things launching, right? Like uh, Heroes got 6.5 when it launched and like it was later re-reviewed by that same publication, uh, mm-hmm. IGN. Got a better review. And I'm just like, why is why are game launch? Like, obviously it's a marketplace and that's a time to generate hype and purchases. I'm sure there's a business acumen, but like the only time, uh, at least as far as PC gaming goes, that like a launch should be really important. At least in my history is when you also had to go out and buy new equipment because your computer wouldn't run it <laughs> like it warranted that much discussion and hype because this thing was going to be so exciting that you had to buy new gear because yeah you won't be able to run the old stuff sure. right, right otherwise you know it's like eh. i just think like and this is the thing i was thinking it's like we do have a culture of reviews i mean you go and watch sit and watch a movie for two hours you form some opinions you like that you didn't whatever but games are meant to be reflected upon after months or years like their game like i don't think anybody forms a truly good opinion about a video game having played it for 48 hours over the weekend after launch or something like that you know what i mean like yeah yeah. it's just it's just really difficult and the games suffer because of it and the whole apex legends thing kind of rolls into this because it's the reversed suffering Mm. it's like it's really good (laughs) i'm just like yeah but i feel like reviews are there to tell you if you should buy it on day one but that's not what we use reviews for. You know, it's sort of like, it's like recount in world of Warcraft. It's there to make you better at playing the game, but that's not what anybody uses it for. They use it to decide whether or not they kick you from the raid or to give you a metric as to whether they yell at you or not. And that's what it gets used for. I feel like that's what a review is there for. Cause you know, $60 to some is a lot of money to go plop down on a game assuming it's a full price game and a a review can help somebody decide if that's worthwhile or not. But ultimately I agree with you. The amount of times I've liked a game more when I came to it later um, is probably just as high as when I, how I felt about it when I was in at the beginning and part of the zeitgeist. Sure. Mm -hmm. I feel that way about, um, uh, well, I don't know this one. I've, I've loved every time I play it, but I keep going back to invisible ink another 2015 game. Starting, by the way, to think that 2015 was a really good year for video games. But anyway, yeah. um, I returned to a lot of games that were made that year. And uh, Invisible Ink is just always there for me when I need my fix. Uh, little XCOM, little roguelike, 
little spy genre, a little, I don't know, uh, it's not quite Splinter Cell, but there's some of that in there. A little bit of cyberpunk thrown in. And and I, I think it's more fun every time I pick it up. Like I'll, And I'll spend a hard couple of weeks just going wham, wham, wham into that game. And it might be that run I'll just play it on the iPad. The next run I'll have it on my PC again. It's kind of all over the place. And um, very easy to pick up and play and very easy to set up a game and just go. And I... I don't know why we've been so conditioned to think that we're supposed to live big release to big release. I think maybe we're entering a period in gaming in general. This is kind of philosophical and who knows if, if we're right about this, but maybe we're entering a new phase where we can slow down a little bit. Uh, it'll be like film. You know, when they were making silent films, they were just one after the other. You didn't sit around thinking about how good the last one was. You're just like, well, let's make more. Let's make more. Let's make more. And gaming's followed a, an interesting kind of similar trajectory. And we're past that now, I, th- I think. I, or at least we're to the point now that there's such a breadth of content that there's no way you could consume it all on day one of any one release day anyway. So yeah. So now instead we, we can... And also stuff in 2015, for, for, for the record, looks amazing still. Like we're still... We, that, that technology thing has evened out. So we're not... It's not like this anymore, where this game is here, and six months later, this game is here visually or technically. They're like a little more flat, and and I used to worry about that. I thought, oh, no, where will the innovation come from? And I think I was wrong, because there's plenty of innovation happening, and you don't look at something from 2015 and go, man, that's some old old and busted garbage. Like, they still hold up. It still looks good. So, I blame M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to hear this. How, why? What did he do? What's his deal? Oh, well... Well, so if you think back to before movies like The Sixth Sense, people would always do this. This was the conversation. Oh, did you see X movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's so good. And there's these crazy fights. So much stuff goes on. Oh, this one fight. You know what? I don't want to ruin it for you. Go see it. All of a sudden, Sixth Sense comes out. And now everybody's afraid of spoilers. And now all you hear is, Hey, did you see X movie yet? No, don't spoil it for me. And that's what you get right out of the gate conversation-wise. No spoilers. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. I can't have spoilers. Mm. Nobody trusts that you're not going to jump in and spoil the entire thing for you, that you're going to jump in and somehow ruin their experience permanently by telling them the action's pretty good. And I think, I genuinely kind of believe this. Some of this is for fun, but I, I kind of think this is true. We have now embraced this non-spoiler culture to a degree where people are so afraid that they're going to be spoiled of something that's honestly probably honest to God trivial that they have to be on that cutting edge. They have to be a part of it when it comes out and when it's new and it's fresh and it's exciting because heaven forbid they learn something before they encountered it naturally over the course of the cycle. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they have to be on that front line because otherwise they might get spoiled. Did you play Final Fantasy VII? Back in the day, uh, yeah. No, I, I started with eight. Oh, I didn't start so with eight, with. but that's when I got I played it. it and didn't like it at all. <laughs> because, the, the, I mean, I don't know, there's something special about those surprises. Uh, so, spoilers for Final Fantasy VII. I think but it's we're Aerith, past the point. Yeah. Aerith, Aerith dies. <laughs> and that, like, that was touching to me when that happens, when yeah. that happened. And I would hate for someone to tell me that. Yeah. Well, of course. Sure, I think but that the was idea before was that Sixth people, Sense. but people, res- 
respected it more. Like people wouldn't go up to, I mean, some people would, the rule is always don't be a jerk to other people, but you know, in general, the world didn't devolve into chaos because we weren't saying no spoilers, no spoilers. Most of the time people didn't want to ruin the big surprise. They wanted to see someone's reaction when they found out the surprise. And I think that's still ultimately true. We just now have gotten to the point where we do the quick, no spoilers as if there's just spoiler monsters about to just jump out and tell you anywhere you go. I don't know. I, I think there are spoiler monsters out there. You know what happened to me? I, I could give you a perfect example. Okay. I, I was I was not interested in Game of Thrones. You know, uh, season two came around, season three. So I finally started watching it, and I met, met my job at the time. And I'm telling people, I watched that first episode, and I was like, oh, man, it's really good. And I was going, blah, 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 episode one. This is amazing. I can't wait to watch the second one. Actually, it was so such a good first episode. And another coworker walks in says oh you guys talking about game of thrones and i'm like yeah i finally started watching it don't you hate how eddard stark died and i was like in the elevator like it was it was i was mad at that person forever i mean not forever but you know like i i remember it to this day it's a real pisser when it just happens in casual conversation that someone just drops the bomb because they didn't think before they speak and we all are guilty of doing that it's human oh, yeah. nature I've done so that's it. why you're like i know you're really good about it but you might be having an off day so don't talk about the thing that i haven't seen yet no captain marvel spoilers don't say it don't say it don't say it you know like i i'm sorry john but i think i think you're leaning too close to the dark side on this one i don't know No, you're on the dark side <laughs> for sure i already knew bo and i strongly disagree on spoilers and this is one I'll have Scott's backing on because I know he and I agree on this. Yeah. I don't think things getting spoiled for you is as bad as most people think. No. I think you can enjoy Game of Thrones knowing all the details of Game it of Thrones. It would have been way better had I not known because I'm but good see, at suspending my disbelief. You can't prove that it would be better, and I can't prove that it wouldn't be better. Yeah. Like, it's always going to be the personal bias. I'm, yeah. I can because when Aerith died in Final Fantasy VII, I remember feeling touched. Uh-huh. And when I saw it happen to John, John Bean, Sean Bean, I was like, oh, I, oh, I expected this. I had no emotional resonance. And that's all the difference in the world uh, to the enjoyment. Yeah, At least for me. This, not I, everyone I can say consumes, the same thing, though. I can but say you that. have to understand that not everyone consumes media or approaches the things that they, they enjoy in the same way. So that may be true for you. Right. But it's not true for everybody else. Right. You may be like, I don't even understand how you think that way. Because That's exactly you what I'm saying, though. That's why this conversation will never go anywhere. But you can't say that M. Night, you can't say for me. You can't say M Night Shyamalan ruined things. Oh, I can. Because he's ruined he a lot. Of things. He made a beautiful movie <laughs> with a wonderful twist, and I'm glad that he's making movies, even if they're not all the best. You know, like it's better with him in it. Than him not having made movies. I mean, I I'm glad he made. The six I, six. I agree with that part of it for sure. But there's also some actual science that shows that uh, spoilers don't, in some cases, enhances some experiences, which is a whole different topic, and we could go on for days about it. But yeah. people should look up some of that because it's interesting. It challenges your own bias, and I'm not saying Bo's totally wrong here by any stretch. But there is a there is some evidence to show that the actual part of us that is consuming an interesting story, if something like Eddard Stark dies in the first book, 
And I'm saying this out loud now because, guys, that book came out in the 90s, okay? Everyone just go read it now. You've had your time. You've had your time. But the point is, like, when you when you hear somebody drops that or you just read it by accident, you your brain is actually like, ooh, I really want to know the journey that got to that. I don't know how we even get there. How is that even possible that he ends up dying? It's actually a thing that prompts you to want more, to consume it more. The difference is Bo had a jackass in an elevator do it for him it's always yeah, some much. jackass if it's not a if there's no jackass in the equation it's not that bad like if I, I, don't, I don't think she intended it i just think she misread the situation let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say it was just a human mistake right she ruined a life <laughs> and i hope she still feels it's filled with guilt about it she should but but you know you know she's not a terrible person I no she's know. okay she wasn't a, i wouldn't just because of the content, just in case this gets back to whoever, not a jackass. Right. And but... for the record, because I can already see the chat dividing lines on spoilers versus non-spoilers coming up, I am by no means condoning people go out there and just start spoiling everything for everybody. All I'm saying is that there was a happy little time where we knew to try not to spoil things for people. And on the other side, those people that didn't like spoilers weren't so freaking paranoid crazy that they started squawking spoilers at you the second you started talking about any movie you saw. Yeah. This time could happen again. <laughs> we could bring it back. All it takes is one side to be respectful and one side to stop being so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, there's something to that. I think I agree with that. I hate right, the non-spoiler uh, thing where everyone's constantly paranoid. Well, part of it's the internet. The internet sucks. So, welcome to the internet. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's part of it, too, for sure. Right. But, well, yeah. it's an interesting Thanks. conversation. I would love to know, feedback-wise from listeners, what are the games that you're surprised you're still picking up and playing three, four years later that you just discovered? Um, I know that because I was streaming The Witcher the other day, uh, I can't remember his name, but somebody who was watching live had never played the game, so he ran out and grabbed it and bought all the DLC, and he says he loves it, and he can't figure out how he missed this. And I was surprised, too. I just thought it was the most commonly known thing that The Witcher was this badass, maybe greatest RPG of all time, but it's, but you know, some people haven't discovered it yet. So, you know, that made me feel really good that somebody got to do that. And I'll tell you what, it must feel really good I mean, John, I remember talking to you about this at the time. It must feel really good for people in 2019 who have got a good machine, decent video card for today, you know, that may struggle with the latest uh, Battlefield game or something and have to tone things down a little or they tried to run Anthem and it's not quite up to spec or whatever, but they throw in The Witcher and you're ready to roll at 4K and 60 frames. Like you're ready to go maximum ultra on everything. And that must feel so good to people who are just discovering it. And it also just looks insanely good still. So I personally, I'm going to try to not get caught up in my own assumptions about what it means to be cutting edge in this, in our gaming space and, and not think poorly upon myself for dipping back. Like there's some games where you never feel bad about that. You in the mood for Diablo, you go play it. You don't think, Oh, 2012, how am I doing this? You just play it. Right. Exactly. So what's the difference? Exactly. Well, the difference is, well, part of it is Blizzard's known for that, and or at least they were. Let's see how they are in the future. But they're known for, you know, supporting the thing forever, and it's always playable, and it's being patched. And, you know, there's there's reasons there. But 
But mostly it's like, I just want to play the thing I really like. And I'm going to go do that right now. And I want to feel that way more about other games, bigger games, more diverse games, small games, whatever, all games. So we don't have to all live in this constantly looking at our watch, wondering where the Apex Legends freaking battle pass is. Is it out? Is it out? Is it out? I mean, you can do that if you want to. But calm down. Play a little dungeon, uh, uh, Darkest Dungeon. Wonder why your uh, doctor in the back with the freaking uh, bird beak face died so quickly and you had a total panic attack and stabbed the guy behind him wonder about that you, for a while you, you you can go to the graveyard and it'll tell you why they died so exactly is it the graveyard chat room's but, um, talking about chrono trigger replays john you might like that because i know you think it's your greatest video game you ever played or something it's a good video game a real good video game. yeah it That's is pretty good, good. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to say, I wanted to say it too in the context of I think probably how I, at least I'm going to approach games for what we do here. Yeah, because Metro, I just replayed the first two Metros. I'm good. I don't need to play Exodus, so <laughs> I'm not gonna. Even though I'm like I'm super excited for Metro Exodus, I'm not like gonna buy it till it's on sale or till I feel like playing it. There's just no point in getting it till I feel like getting it. So interesting. Yeah. So yeah. there's a good example. You think that I wonder if going back through a game's pre not prequels, but the ones that came before and they're now in the shadow of the big new release of the series. You you kind of did the opposite. Like you kind of did this with Mortal Kombat. I don't know how excited you are for 11, but you were playing 10 like a I'm week stoked. ago. 10 is great. I just discovered it like a yeah, a couple <laughs> months or a month ago maybe. Right. I, I, but I think I, I think I agree with you. And I'm not. I started playing No Man's Sky a year in or two years in. Finally, I'm looking forward to getting back to it. I need a vacation before I play that game. Well, that game but is that game is really good. So much better than it was at launch. You were the smart one to wait. The rest of us were all cutting edge. Can't wait to get it. We believed the hype, and we were wrong to do that. We should have let it bake in the oven, and do what it had to do, and we would have had a much better initial uh, reaction to that game but yeah it's in wow. great shape now so here's a interesting philosophical thought for you gents at the end of this discussion what's that we've spent a good deal of time talking about how nice it is to not be cutting edge and you don't have to be part of the get in there right away and do it but let's even take a look at no man's sky and say without those people without those brave bold trailblazers that were willing to buy the game early and give money up front to try something that was clearly not really meant for prime time would they have had the money or the belief to make it into the good game that we like today i'm just saying it takes both to yeah. exist no you're right you need your early adopt not even early adopters you just need your you need look if i want to get if I want to buy music from bands I like, a whole bunch of psychos need to go stand in line and be in the rain and go to their concert, which I don't want to do. Yeah, They make all their money from tours these days. So keep you guys keep going out there. Keep throwing your panties on the stage, men and women. I don't care who you are. All of them. All of you. And and I'll keep getting their music in a, in a comfortable chair. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's what we're going to do. That's a good one. All right, we're going to talk about Heroes of the Storm. What? Yeah. Okay, so they did a Heroes AMA, and as many of you know, this current beta version of the show sprung from our uh, entire focus on Heroes, which we don't really have anymore, but 
We did say when significant or interesting things happen within the space of Heroes of the Storm that we would return to it and talk about it. So, Bo, you did the most looking and reading. I've seen highlights, but do you want to kind of break down the hot the hot spots and why yeah, the this hot is bits. good? Because it was an AMA, but it wasn't anything too earth shattering for you know the larger gaming spectrum. But uh, for heroes players, uh, so that team league combination of hero league and team league matched into one ranked queue is coming soon. Think it might even be the next rank season, but I wasn't able to find language that said they that. kept saying that they're gonna do a preseason, is what I read. Cool. They kept saying yeah. the phrase preseason, and apparently it's been just long enough that I don't know what that means anymore. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it might just be like a faux season, right? Like a period of time. Oh, so it's not officially ranked, they're gonna do just what is a preseason before so the next I, I, there's a lot of questions and i kind of hazy on it because i kind of wasn't super interested in the details on this but they're merging the two queues so there's a lot of questions like how are you merging my mmr and how do the two go together so if there is a preseason which is a detail i missed it's probably to sort stuff like that out because okay. the mm you know your hero league mm like i know mine is is high plat low diamond and in team league it's like low plat so which MMR do I get, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I obviously want the higher one. I think everyone wants just the higher one. Right. But I think there's something to be said for some players who rank high in, in different mode. Like you don't think anyone's asking out, so. you don't think anyone's asking for the lower one? <laughs> I would. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. No one is asking for the lower one. No. I, um, I agree so, with you. Uh, so some of the news that, that came along with that, pushing it together, then um, this is actually a new detail. When you queue up for your ranked games, actually, I think maybe any draft, you're going to be able to pick your preferred roles, which is great. Mm. <laughs> like, it's amazing. It's something I've wanted for the longest time. You're not you're not stuck picking those roles. So it's like you you but there'll be on display communication saying you pick support and assassin. So when you get into the draft screen, other players will see you'll play support or assassin without having to do the typing and doing the negotiating unless everyone queues as all specialists. <laughs> and then the real talking has to begin. But um, I think they're also moving to free pick. There's no draft order anymore. So that's also going to be part of it. So I think this is a good quality of life change. That's It's just it's really exciting because then now I can queue and say I'll play support or assassin. Right. Uh, and are we gonna? Are they gonna have those new? You may have said this, but yes. gonna, those new so, roles are gonna be there, like not these I old ones. Said this, starting with the first rank season, mm. so maybe not the preseason. It was specified the new role system will be also included in the game. So we're talking, you know, tanks, healers, ranged assassins, melee assassins, uh, bruisers, and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. I can't remember what the sixth one is. Uh, Bru but, um, Bruiser Assassin. I don't tanks, Bruisers, Melee Assassins, Ranged Assassins, Healers, and Support. support. I think it's Healer and Support. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. Your Tassadars right. or whatever. There's yeah. definitely those, although Tassadar are going to get changed. Yeah. Well, and that's the other big thing is that they mentioned they're we're going to rework. don't know exactly what that means, but Tassadar to become more of an a offensive spellcaster dude and not a support. Ooh. I know what like. it means because I played in the Alpha. Yeah, I'm okay. so excited for this. Me too. I but he he would uh, time to dust off our him. 
Yeah. <laughs> Church of Tassadar is back open. That's right. Bring your people kind of forgot about it when his son Artanis came to uh, Earth for a while, but now. Wait a minute. Am I that stupid? I didn't know that they were related. Are they really They're son and father? Related, okay. No. <laughs> I was like, I missed that bit of lore where Tassadar was in the waiting room waiting Adopted for son. Yeah. Waiting for Lassadar to birth their son. He has my eyes. Do you think when Tassadar was born, when he was born, do you think he went zoom, zoom, and then back in? You know what I mean? Would just never stay out. He he dashed out and then. (laughs) Or he'd he'd swap himself with the doctor and she'd. She died because a giant doctor was in her vagina. Oh, my god! I know. You're talking about Tannis, not Tassadar. Yeah, well, no, we're talking about both. Well, yeah. yeah. Ta- oh, okay. A little yeah. bit of both here. Anyway. Okay. I like that that's the part that Bo's <laughs> upset about. You just talked about Artanis phase-swapping with the doctor giving birth to him, the doctor going up inside Artanis's mother and her dying from it, and Bo's like, that's not Tassadar, that's Artanis. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's what i did you totally did. you know you, you described that whole thing i was just thinking about mortal kombat 11 fatalities did oh, you guys see the um the yeah. cassie cage one no no that, i haven't seen it yet. so okay. uh you'll have to see it for yourself but she just basically runs at the dude and shoots him a whole bunch mm. and shoots out both of his kneecaps oh. and then kicks the guy so hard on the crotch that the upper half splits and his skeleton comes flying it's so good uh, the, the fatalities this time around are like they're in like god came down and although, said i'm going to bless you with inspiration spoilers yeah, yeah. spoilers everybody <laughs> uh, spoilers for the fatalities they're literally spoiling them so i don't know what to tell people. i'm going to show the chat room this i won't have any well, uh, yeah i won't put any audio on it but oh there she is okay it's at the end of it. Oh, she fights first, right? Okay. So that answers yeah, the question we had about whether she was coming back or not. She's clearly coming back. Yeah. I don't What's know. with I'm her weird it. outfit? Did she have like something crazy happen? I don't know. Also, I heard some weird. really good things about the mocap tech in this game. Uh, yeah. So all the story yeah, stuff is... killed at least three people. <laughs> Which video are you looking at? Because you got to look at the reveal on the official site. I think on the official... this is the right one. I it's showing Cassie a... fighting a bunch of people. Is it, is, it fight, is it fighting Kano? Currently, yes. Well, this one she made it a heart. It should, only be, it should only be Kano the whole one through. Oh, this is different then. But oh, she did well, a really she... good fatality at the end where she oh, made yeah, a smiley face. Yeah, she knocks his heart out, goes inside of his guts, and then makes a heart with her hands. No, that's not the one. Still yeah, pretty that's gross. That's what I'm talking about. Still pretty gross. <laughs> anyway. It's the wrong one. We, All right. We, we lose. We lose. Right. Uh, well, so... spoilers for a different fatality, <laughs> the one we didn't describe. Yeah, I didn't no. know what that fatality was. <laughs> now you, you oh, I'm sorry, us. Bo. Did we spoil a thing that you didn't even ask about before you spoiled <laughs> it for us? Spoilers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mortal Kombat 11 looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks really good. You really, you, you really get upset about the spoiler conversation. I'm really excited to see what that fatality. Is. I know, I'm excited as well. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, watch for that. Uh, you said you, uh, you said one comment or in here it says one comment from the dev confirmed they are less scared about making bold cha- changes to balance now. One would assume because there's no HTC to tune for. So that's uh, yeah, that's right. They made a statement to that effect. So that. Seems to confirm, you know, if people are theorizing like, wow, these changes are crazy because maybe there's no HGC. They confirmed, uh, they confirmed that. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Rusty Nail says, "Don't go full Patrick." I don't know what that means. Don't go full what Patrick. Oh, is uh, I guess Patrick's super hardcore on the spoilers or something. Yeah. I don't know. Patrick's a smart guy. Yeah, yeah, he is a smart guy. I'll go full Patrick any day. There are also a lot of. Uh, I'm noticing here and there comments in the chat about the Division Two beta. It was, it is fun. I'm more excited about. There's two reasons I'm excited about the Division Two. By the way, it's all totally separate s- subject, real quick. But um, part of it is Anthem tanked for me, mm-hmm. and may return. You know, we'll see how it does in the future. I'm not, I'm not counting it out. Maybe in three years, that's when you get in because we just talked about how sometimes games are better later. Uh, but playing that beta made me think that this that might be the shooter looter I want. And I don't like that term either, but I'm using it. Uh, of all the shooter looters, that might be the one I'm most interested yeah. in at this moment. I when know it sucks. It quicker, it's even worse. I know. It feels I don't know, bad. man. I don't know if you could pay me to play that game. Really? Yeah. Why? Why not? Boring enemies. No, that's... It's, it's just dudes. It's better now, though. No, it isn't. There's wacky enemies now. No, they're like, well, this one attached uh, couch cushions to him, so naturally he'll be a bullet spot. <laughs> now, that's from the first game. This game has, like, legit bosses that are like... Well, I want to see a lizard man. Okay, if that's what you're I saying. I won lizard man before I'm interested. If you want a big creature thing, then yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But I think there's a, I think there's a real market for people that are like, I got my real guns. I got my real grenades. I'm going to fight a real dude. And mm-hmm. he's tougher for these three, four reasons. And he's in a tank and I got to disable the tank and then I got to kill him. Like, I think there's a place for that. They're called Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, send your emails to John. Don't send them to me. Send them to the show. Yeah, that's fine. We'll take them. <laughs> and then a blanket statement to Scott. I don't want to hear so, about what, what What did you like about the division two? I like, I like how that game plays. I like the rhythm of it. I like the shooting. I like the feeling of taking stuff down and getting loot for it. It's very. I saw you were playing Wildlands. Oh, also, like, I also like. Is a I also like that too, right? Yeah, I also like Wildlands a lot. I mean, I have to admit, I like the Tom Clancy stuff. I just do. I always have. Guess when I got into Wildlands mm. or into the idea of it? What? When? When they added the Predator? Oh, I was. I thought maybe you got into it when I shot that helicopter down and it landed in the river because that was awesome. That's all right. That's pretty good. It's a, it's a really, if you like stealthing around and taking out a whole bunch of dudes uh, one by one as you try to br- uh, bust into their like hideout. So would you say it's like Crisis? Like the first Crisis game and Crisis Warhead? Oh, like, I do actually like that. Kind of maybe. I mean, Crisis had this super power suit thing, which is, this is yeah, much more realism based. It's a lot more realism based, but it's okay. a very big open world. Uh, I also like how Wildlands has been supported since it launched. They've been crazy support of that game, and there's always something new coming out. They have seasons and all of that. You can play 100% solo if you want with your little AI teammates, or you can go load up with friends. But it's different than The Division. The Division is like... Oh, I don't know how to explain this, the difference between the two. The difference, the, the Division is this idea that's... Well, it's, it's, it's Destiny... But okay. in in third person and with a more realistic tone. So when you um, when you loot like special guns, what do they do? They do anything? Oh, is there any fun? Sh- like, do sh- they- sure. Like, uh, but it's but it's I I get where you're headed here. Like, you're not going to find anything that every bullet you shoot uh, also shoots a skull or you know something dumb like that. <laughs> okay. 
Like you'll excuse me, something cool like that. <laughs> How dare you? But no, like you would, you would have, uh, uh, you'd pick up a gun where every shot would can penetrate steel or something. Uh, okay. It's a little more down to earth, but it's also, you know, it's meant to make you go, "Ooh, this purple gun has got this and this and this." Like it's a loot thing. You get special mm-hmm. ammo. You you get rad little like a turret that I can throw at like a grenade, and when it lands, goes transforms into a turret and fights for me. And like so, there's some stuff that's future tech ish, but but it's grounded in a military realism. Yeah, you know, like there's science fiction element to it, but mostly it mostly it realism. appeals to that audience. That's there's who that wants audience. exactly. That's who wants this. Yeah. Um, and you like I, military shooters? I do. I do. I'm yeah. I'm I'm a fan. I've always liked a nice methodical, slow paced sort of. Not that that game's slow paced, but you know, like the traditional. Um, well, it's a, it's a loot shooter, but with that um, that approach to the game, rather yeah. than you know, as John says, it doesn't have a lizard folk in it. I'm out. Yeah, but like you, you, you know, you're like, well, military shooters, they don't want lizard folk in their game because they want to, sure. you know, sure. emulate some sort of real combat situations in their video games. I, I guess mean, I'm assuming. I would, I would prefer. How do I put this? If so, if if Overwatch was one of these kind of games, yeah. co op looter shooter it'd be in i'd be in heaven it'd be so much fun uh if if uh apex legends had a game like this it would be so much fun a a co-op game in the destiny vein would be amazing because those those games are more like um uh, they're like what john's asking for but you know like it's it's there's some realism but it's mostly not <laughs> you know like it's just a big fun ridiculous you know marvel comics sort of time uh but that tom clancy name is worth a lot and a lot of people play those games and i happen to like them uh but i know it's not for everybody but i think that game's going to do really well the first game launched and was disappointing in some ways or in a lot of ways for a lot of people they tuned that thing out over the years and it, right now it's in really good shape this game seems to want to address a lot of those issues, including John's about the kind of bosses you fight. Um, they won't be lizard men. I but- put a garbage lid <laughs> on my head. <laughs> There'll be more than that. It will not just be guys with garbage lids on their head. What's a garbage lid? What is that even? Apparently armor. Oh, like what Oscar has on his head. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying uh, Oscar, oh. but even that would be too fantasy for the game. Yeah, so, it would no. be. It would be. So, um, then, yeah. Yeah. It's cool okay. though. I like it. Like All right, well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Uh, Chen's also getting a rework. Oh, oh right. Oh, good. Heroes right. of the Chen. Storm. <laughs> I so the most exciting part about this. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, I asked. I wanted to find out about it. Then we got a, we got a tirade about not having fantasy monsters in Division. And yeah. then, you know, it's okay. It's, it's fine. Okay. Now let's talk it's about what we do here. Uh, but Chen is getting a rework. Oh, good. Your and, favorite and beer. They mentioned, yeah. they said the results have been dot, 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 staggering. So Stag- I think he's getting staggering from World of Warcraft. Wait, sta- staggering? What do you mean? Damage staggering. So it means like you, there's also a gem that does this in Diablo 3. Um, like 30% of the damage, instead of taking it, will be a dot. And But monks in World of Warcraft also have a way to clear stagger damage under certain conditions. So it made it sound like they're going to work some of the tanky mechanics from... from World of Warcraft into the Chen kit, and I'm actually excited for that. I like playing playing the the, the monk master. No, the drink master, the monk the brew master. master. The mon- there you go. <laughs> I like playing the brew master in WoW. It's actually, I think, out of all of it, it's the most fun 
of the three picks, in my opinion, even though I mostly played Windwalker. Um, so I'm looking forward. That was the big news for me. It's like Chen rework. What? Yeah. So you love Chen. I'm happy about that. I love when you yeah. play Chen. Chen's good. What's wrong yeah. with Chen? And the last little bit is also with the start of the new team league, hero league, the first season where they're they're mashed. Yeah. The new reward structure that we talked about that isn't just participation will be in there. It almost sounds not battle passy, but you know, winning and losing will matter. And I know they have a sensibility about quests because I think universally the last event, like seasonal event in the game, was applauded and enjoyed by people. So they could take those ideas and apply them to your ranked season. And I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but my instinct's telling me why wouldn't they? Yeah. Why not? So, anyways, that's all coming. There's your heroes news and your division two. Nice. News. I think that's <laughs> that's awesome. Also, uh, Apex Legends hit 50 million players. I felt like we knew this was coming, but now it's been confirmed. They put out a little video about it. Uh, they the video was good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really really good. Like I didn't know you could stick uh, one of the electric grenades to a teammate and then have the teammate walk into the enemy team and kill them. I didn't know that either until I saw that video. That's amazing. I yeah. didn't watch the video, so I just learned that, and that sounds super cool. Yeah, it's I mean, real good. That's what's really fun about that game is all the little things you discover that are not that nobody knows right now, but that game that are pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, did someone just, that electric one's sticky? I don't even know how to stick it on someone. I don't think I've ever done that. Also, they showed yeah, somebody threw through through Wraith's portal a. Uh, that's person? an execution. She has oh. an execution, a legendary one, where she throws she throws a dude into his portal. I think that guy was just freaking out because maybe he didn't know that was a thing, and he's just watching and losing his mind. Also, I but, did, I'm just watching. Uh, Remind me again. I'm watching Pathfinder use his use his uh, thing. His what's it called? His his uh, hook hook uh, to pull people like Grapple. freaking scorpion style over to him. That's crazy. I didn't know. Yeah, that. I mean, he could drop them in the hole. He drops the guy in the hole in that thing, and I was like, oh. You could do that. No idea. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, I think you also pull yourself to them, and they you pull them to them, so you kind of meet in the middle, but you can drop it or cancel it. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, they also but, claim uh, some some the, like uh, 90 billion pings or something. Yeah, and they claim that someone got a kill with a Mozambique. What? <laughs> the legend it says tells of one a man. At one point, they show a video of a guy getting a kill with a Mozambique, and they're like, one Mozambique kill. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, oh, they're really having a good time with this game. I really appreciated that video. It was funny. Yeah, yeah it's really good. And they got a they got a new hero coming pretty quick, probably two. They talked about doing two at a time every time they do it. Their battle pass is now coming out on the twelfth. Uh, oh. So a lot happening over there, and uh, it's good to see. It's good to see One them. Will be uh, a guy named Octane. Indeed. And I heard. I can't confirm this because I haven't gotten in there. But I heard uh, in chat room maybe can confirm this, but. Uh, Fortnite already has a. They put a ping system in in response to Apex, and it's there. Uh, of course, I, I don't know if it's actually in, but they they've been talking about how they found these vans that look like respawn vans. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a respawn mechanic, and then I also heard that the ping system was coming in, uh, if not already in. So. Well, these yeah, guys aren't know. stupid. You know, they know they got to keep. They got to. They got to do what they ended up doing, like when they hit. That was about hitting fast, hitting hard, taking advantage of it, 
and it was going to be up to PUBG to keep up, and PUBG didn't. PUBG's its own thing, and it's fine, right? But it didn't, it didn't keep up, and maybe it didn't need to, but it didn't keep up in that way. Apex is a direct blow at the feet of Fortnite, and so they have to react, or they, or they end up PUBGing it. Yeah, yeah, can't they just take their money and just be happy they got away with the bullshit they did and <laughs> move on? Like companies are so annoying. It's like let's start a game store in the Epic. It's just just take the money and like take a vacation. You did good. Like chill out. <laughs> PUBG's new uh, promo. Did you see what that is? No. They partnered with uh, what's that? Blue the, Hole. Oh. The no the. <laughs> it's one of those MMOs where everybody wears skimpy clothes. Oh, uh, no, I did see this. Uh, it's, I played it. Uh, uh, not Vega, Verga, uh, Vagina. What? Terra, Terra, Terra. Terra. Yeah, I played Terra when it launched. They're doing a PUBG Terra crossover. Well, Blue Blue Hole or whoever Blue Hole got bought by, uh, they all run that, that Korean MMO. And it looks, it is the weirdest crossover. It's basically all of their weird characters in that MMO, including the weird, skeevy, sexy ones. All dressed in like loose ties, rolled up sleeve, white button downs, like the the PUBG look. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dumb. It's dumb. John's right. It's dumb. <laughs> it's so funny. It's pretty. You gotta find your niche. 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 Is Terra good, you guys? <laughs> Philosopher. Video games. Is Terra, is Terra any good? Like, no. I know no. I played it for a little bit, and I was like, I want to have time for this. No, WoW's like- better. <laughs> okay. Like it's one of I those like games. I just like the idea of, of having an action game, you know, as opposed to hotkeys. Oh, right, right, right. Well, I mean, if you're gonna, I, I think the best example of that is probably either ESO in its current state, okay. which is way more action. Like it's aiming, and you know, it's like that. Uh, and then the other one would be, um, oh, the, uh, oh, geez, um, yeah, what's never it mind. called? The the D and D one. Um, it's. Uh, the Neverwinter, Neverwinter, the Neverwinter Mo, uh, MMO one, the free to play MMO game. Yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. just that's very aim and shoot and and all that. Although as well. I gotta tell you guys, I have had it in my cart in Steam multiple times. I think I might get into Final Fantasy fourteen. I keep being told that I'm dumb that I'm not. I've heard it's so good, and there are things I like about it. There are things I liked about it when they tried it with. 11 or whichever but the original online one was so i don't know i'm tempted i think i might give it a go i am also tempted. final fantasy 14 yeah yeah the mmo mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. a lot of people have, love that game i yeah. have the base game I don't, I don't i remember the launcher being weird so i got chicken yeah. i didn't play it because it seemed people are saying it's really good right now yeah that's yeah. what i've been hearing too it's got another expansion coming that whole document on how they re or documentary that uh, No Clip did on how they remade it was fascinating. Yeah, that was extremely good. Yeah. Also, so. I don't know if it's a once in a lifetime thing, but the fact that they could turn a game like that around like that, it's kind of staggering. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of what we're talking about, though, right? A like, little bit, at least at the top of the show. It's mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. game launches, like whatever. Like that's. That's not the most newsworthy part of any game's life, I think, unless it like shoots up like Apex or something right. out of Fortnite. I mean, I will say, as long as we're just throwing out MMOs that we think are okay, uh, I still think Guild Wars 2 is pretty awesome. I just wanted to say that for the record. Yeah. 
Although, I wanted to play that again. They wouldn't... those people, they just had huge layoffs there too. Yeah. Well, I don't. Were they huge? I don't remember what happened there. Was it bad? No. That, yeah, there was that. It was recent. It was like a few weeks ago. I think they announced yeah. big layoffs. Uh, I don't like that. Like significant layoffs. It's a it's a neat MMO with all kinds of neat ideas and some of which WoW implemented with like uh, level stuff or uh, what do you call it? Um, what do you call like that? Area one? quests, like zone events and stuff. Zone like events, that. I don't area quests. What they it there. But oh, level scaling. Level scaling. There you go. Yeah. 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 That was definitely in a uh, a Guild Wars two innovation. I'm missing. They're not the first, but it was a really well imp- implemented thing. Anyway, that's what's going on there. And then Vermin Tide two is getting an expansion. Well, this is of interest to us because yeah. someone's got to fight for Sabon or what's the guy always yelling? S- S- uh, Victor Saltspire. Yeah, but what's he always yelling? F- uh, by Sigma. 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 Yeah, we're gonna. I guess we'll play that because why? Yeah. We? So well, we we need to get back to playing that because like that game is really fun and it's a game I pretty much only reserve for when we're all available to play. Right. Yeah. Same. I'm not gonna. I did a little solo in there and I did some with some randos. Sure. The randos was a bad experience because uh, they were dicks. Uh, your mileage may vary, but playing with you guys in there is but like that game is not so much it's not like wow where it's like well talk to us when you have a max level character see in two months like it's very you know like you're getting the game at any level so it's okay to not have to because i did level up the dwarf so i could tank and it was yeah like you said it was pretty boring just playing by myself it wasn't as much fun as it was with friends what did they say oh oh, what's endless end game what is that infinite end game never that's the the new expansion that they're adding to the game. So basically the way that the game works is you just play the levels and you just play harder versions of the levels. Like right. That's all there is to it. Right. So now what they're doing is, and from what I read a little while ago, so my memory might be hazy, um, they're adding variants to the level. So it's a little more Diablo-y where you're not going through the level the same way and things might be changed around. Yeah. There'll be mutators and there'll be reasons to get loot and to do things so that because right now, the way the game plays, you just play the same levels over and over again. They're just harder. And right. it's a fun experience. But as we know from Endgame, people don't stick around when it's just the same levels over and over and over again. Right. So, right. And it's adding Beastmen. Yeah. And they look pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I don't even know what one is, but I'm excited. It's like a Beast like a Minotaur. It's like a Minotaur? But in this style. So they're scary and bloody and full of boogers and gross. <laughs> well, they're... Wait. Full of boogers. All right, but then, but they are also. Uh, it's specific to the Vermintide lore and the Warhammer lore. These guys, yes. like this, is a yes. well-known. I'm sure there's models you could get of the Beastmen. Yeah, well, it's like the rats. Like when you hear rats, you go, "What rats? Really? What's the big deal?" But those scar. What are they called? Scarven, Sk- Skippy, Skaven. Skaven, Skaven, Skaven. They're like legendary in the Warhammer. Uh, world man they're like a huge deal so if you're a warhammer tabletop fan you knew all about the skaven 30 years ago before sigma wiped them out or whatever happened i knew about the skaven before they were cool <laughs> john does it really well all right i i put a an art concept art from warhammer or product art oh you did they look like yeah in the discord oh yeah there they are they look good and they're on this uh pc mag uh thing anyway the big one only has one eye We'll be playing that, probably streaming it, so watch for it. Real quick, here's what we're playing this week. I uh, played a lot of WoW. <laughs> hey, by the way, 
best wow. game ever. I've always, you know, been playing WoW since freaking Alpha, Friends and Family. So it's been a part of my life in a pretty heavy way for a very long time. However, it's only recently that I've appreciated its ability to be the perfect thing to do while you're on a boring ass business call. <laughs> no offense to anybody who's listening who I have been on a business call with lately, but. <laughs> It's so easy to passively go do like emissary quests and world quests and stuff and pay full attention to the call and get everything we need to get done and taking notes and all that and alt tab and do all that like piece of cake. I just had the volume all the way down so you didn't hear it. It was great. So World of Warcraft, still playing it because, you know, WoW's always there for me. Uh, and I've been playing Outlast 2 only on stream and only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that thing is scary as shit and I don't recommend it to anybody. It's the scariest game. I, look, those other two games, scary. All right? Resident Evil 7 is a scary video game. Uh, freaking, what was the other one? Uh, oh, Soma. Very scary. Soma. Uh, unsettling, cool, well-made, narrative sort of focus game. Outlast 2, horrifying. And full of some of the most disturbing imagery and language and ideas even just the the flavor text scattered around the world in letter form that you pick up and just read for just for flavor text just horrifying stuff and i'm i feel like i'm in the race for my life in that game and i hate it but i'm playing it because i promised i would and someone bought it for me so outlast that's a two. game that seems like you might not play on your own like that's oh, like a streaming no way. No like way. streaming can increase the enjoyment of games as well as make them less fun i find this one is and making it. This one's actually the streaming's making it possible because otherwise, not a chance. Well, because you know there's good coming from your suffering. You're putting mirth and humor and goodwill out into the world by right. volunteering yourself. Anyone playing a scary game, that's got to be the the thing that you're thinking. Like, I don't want to play this. I'm scared. Yeah, I'll give you a but taste. People are enjoying this. Here's just a taste of a few screams in a very short section of the game. All right, so here you go. Go, go, go. There's more. Get down. Get down. Shit. Get down. God. I should feel bad. Where is she? It's so scary. And all of that is involuntary. I feel a little bit bad hearing that. Maybe you've had your fill and you leave Scott alone. No, I still want him to play Resident Evil 2. It's really scary. I can't do another scary game for a while. When this one's done, I'm probably, I don't know where I am in it, but there's not that much left, I hope. I got it. I need a break. There's always another game the chat room's going to find for you to play. Oh, I know. But I'm going to switch on over to like, you know what I need to do is I need to get more time in the... what the hell is it called? Dragon, Dragon Quest Eleven. Dragon so, Quest. Yeah. Slimes. Slime Quest game is super fun <laughs> and lighthearted and silly and and great. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Let's we'll have to figure. Some it out. point, Scott, we will set aside time and we will go through Resident Evil Two remake together. Okay, might do it if you. Good time. It, yeah, if you're there with me, like we did with Seven and, uh, for our brief run through that, maybe. I'll do that. And then I can give you help because I've played it a lot and you'll get through it quick. It's a short game. Can I do and my first you... run as high of as as low poly uh Leon yeah. S. Kennedy? Yeah. It's my first run. Can I do can I get Thomas the tank engine my first run? I think you should probably 
actually appreciate yes. Mr. X first, but okay. you can go to, t you can graduate to Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, I don't know why I want to do this to myself again. All does right. the music actually play in the mod, or is that just in the yeah, video? The, well, supposedly the music plays in the mod. I yeah, it does. I watched it. the stream, and it was totally... Uh, it made me feel good. I have good memories of it. My little brother used to like to watch it, and Th so I'd sit with him and watch it. Thomas it the Tank Engine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a weird thing, though. Didn't that have uh, Ringo in it, or, or am I remembering that uh, wrong? For a time, it was Ringo Starr, yeah. and then George Carlin. Oh, right. The conductor as well. The conductor. They were conductors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing all right um, it was weird but yeah. i'm glad it happened i'm glad it exists all right uh oh and then the witcher 3 which just is great and i'm finally i'm mainlining the story in a way that's not as distracting and like I, I get so caught up in side quests in that game and i'll go i plan to go back and do all the awesome stuff possible because they're amazing side quests it isn't just filler but I'm going to mainline that thing. I'm enjoying it. It's good to be back in that so, world. Um, have you picked a Have you picked a relationship? Uh, I like Triss, and it's hard for me to talk to too many other girls. But her. Oh, and I did. Well, are, oh, you, I got, are, are you far enough to that you had? Because you don't have to pick, you know, in that game. No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But here's the thing: Are you Are you far enough that we can talk about this, or is it spoiler for you? Uh, it's spoiler for me. Don't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm on both sides. For a game that came out in 2015. <laughs> Did you want it? Do you want to know? No, I don't want to know. Good that game gets. I don't want to know about that, but I do know this. I didn't know for all this time I played it when I played it in 2015 and all the time I played since. I didn't know that those brothels had ladies in it that you could go up to and give 30 gold to and then you'd go have your fun. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, there's a poor one and there's a rich one. Oh well, I, is thirty gold the poor one? I don't know. I just thirty gold. You went to the poor one. The rich one. I think it's. More, I think it's more in the rich one. Also, it's where you can you can play in a Gwent tournament. Great. Uh, it's like a Magic the Gather. It's a whole quest. Like, oh. and remember, this is the, this is The Witcher Three. It's not a side. It's not a stupid lame ass. Oh, here's a tournament. Just spend time here if you want to do it. It is a full on quest with intrigue and and. I felt like I was at a pre-release for a Magic the Gathering event. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. It was how, so good. How it, deep they go. Have you that. played? Have you played the? Gwent I haven't quest? done. I played Gwent, but I haven't played You've the. You've probably quest. gotten the notice. You've probably gotten the notice. Yes. saying There's a you know high stakes Gwent tournament. When you have a good deck, come and. And it oh, makes play me want to play. It makes me want to play everybody in Gwent. Is my biggest problem with that game. I'll walk up to yeah. a, a talking dog, and he wants to play Gwent. Like, <laughs> Everybody yeah, wants Gwent. I didn't hate Gwent so bad. <laughs> the music's great. As soon as the Gwent music comes on, I'm like, yes, it's Gwent time. I can't do Gwent. But I but I do love that game, and I'm going to keep playing. So there's that. I'm, I'm pretty good at Gwent. My collection's pretty big. Yeah. But here's what's I funny. Not to brag or anything, but I got a pretty sweet anything, but I got collection. pretty sweet Gwent. Here's the embarrassing thing, though. While I was doing that, is he here? Yeah. Ask no. me about my deck. He... <laughs> <laughs> I I went into that brothel and talked to that lady and we're all just standing around watching this. I didn't know. I thought it was a quest. I didn't know. So Oh. 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 Yeah. So I give her the did. 30 it's I okay. give her the 30 gold and Fine. I thought that man I was going to go in the back room and she's going to give me some deep intel on where I could go kill a beast or something. I didn't know. Uh, Instead well, I take I, random so you, slay, you slay a certain kind of beast. Yeah. But since he got into botany, has Scott ever been so surprised by a <laughs> promiscuous encounter? But I go back in this room and she, 
you know, uh, freaking random Tiffany, whoever she was. Goes, you showed her your Gwen deck. It goes full, <laughs> full blown like the hoo ha goes. It goes all in, and I was like, "All yeah. right, everyone out. We're done. I'm not. We can't watch this. Let's go." What's downstairs? So, ah, just Scott looking at his <laughs> porno tapes. So I haven't done that. What you did? Yeah. Um, I was tempted. They're attractive ladies, but uh, I want to stay true to my love in that game. And also, that game has a nasty habit of of having your decisions bite you in the ass. Oh, yeah. Who's your love, or is that the spoiler? Well, I don't want to... Well, you... I mean, everyone knows in that game... It can't be Trip. It can't be Siri. But there are choices. It can't be no, Siri. I, went on a, I, went, I actually went on a long tirade about about that game on the Gamers Inn with Ryan Murphy. Yeah. And he invited me on. That's all I talked about for an hour. He's a good Canadian. Um, I like that Canadian. He's good. So, so have you romanced? Have you full on romanced Triss? No, we just had a moment. So, oh, you you could have totally boned her there. Uh, no, In I think moment? I did. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of Yennefer at the beginning because that was just a gimme. Oh, right? no, no, no. So, but Triss, have you like closed a deal with Triss no, at all? Or no, 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 no. I just have okay. done some work with her. Because she keeps telling me to come back, and it's spoilery. But you need to know there are points in the game where you can close, you can show them your Gwent deck, <laughs> and. <laughs> But you have to play it right. You have to actually seduce them, yeah. or it doesn't happen. Right. So it could be a spoiler, but you could be way past that point where that happens, and you never, you know, got to play Gwent. Well, who is the, the who is the blonde? Um, you know, you've seen that clip I put up where she farts. Yeah, yeah. Whoever you can she... play Gwent with her and still play Gwent with somebody else. Okay. Yeah, you're, that's um. What's 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 she called? What's her name? Uh, the she's wizard. Great. Tree wizard. I like her a lot. I actually like her more than she most. She just walks of the around with her shirt off, and she's like, "Hi, girl." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I like this character." She's Come great. join me in the tub. Yeah. Well, wait. What about the lady that was uh, had the little dream creature that was keeping her asleep and having nightmares? Um. Well, all the women uh, in this game uh, have their shirts open. They're all walking around looking for no, a good time. Went. Just, just the brothels. Uh, some of them though. Like you go to well, her house, and she's like. Oh, uh, come on in, Geralt. And I'm like, dude, put on a, put some pants on. What are we doing? Yeah, here? what a way to. Yeah, no, she's great. Uh, what, what's her name? I can't remember her name. I can't someone either. In the chat room. What's her name? Could I have made? Could I name. have made her my my dearest? Or no? You know who um, I liked, but yes. she was not romanceable. Yes. Okay. And it's at the beginning, so it's not a spoiler. Is that herbalist lady in the tutorial area? Oh yeah, I liked her. She was I liked nice. Her a lot. Yeah. yeah. See, I oh. make my decisions kind of like John is. I'm looking for the nicest girls in the game. I know. I was like, she was very nice. Yeah. I liked her. I like her. I will now go romance <laughs> What's her. What's her name? What's her name? But she in was my nice. case, she had a trade. She was intelligent. Mm -hmm. She was a woman of industry and business. She and, put uh, Geralt through college if you needed to. <laughs> yeah. She, she Kira Metz. Kira Metz. Kira Metz. I liked her too. Yeah. She was good too. Um, well, no, she's the one with the shirt open when you meet her, and she's like, oh, hello, Geralt. That's oh, one of like 20. No, she's just full on in a magic tub when you meet yep. her. She's oh, just like, right. come on up and get in the tub. Yeah, that's right. She was super into it. But she, she's, she is. You can definitely show her your Gwent deck. <laughs> but at a certain point, if you miss the opportunity, then you don't get it. Yeah. Can I? Okay. And it's up to you whether you want to. How about the actor chick at the? So I, I actually bring it back. I save scum to that. I, <laughs> I did. I played Gwent with her, and I was like, actually, I don't think I should have done that. Yeah. Uh, because reasons if you keep saying and played gwent do you mean actually played gwent or no you, you can play gwent with her no. bow and still have a happy ending 
<laughs> no, I I know that. I know that. But I I felt like I don't know. I felt like I didn't want to do it, like narratively. Like I just right. I felt like you wanted to be. True. I just wanted to see the boobies. I mean, if I'm being honest, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> you know, you I mean, if just... we're being honest, I was like, I want to see the simulated 3D sex scene. Let's yeah. do this. Have you so heard? Um, of... So that's yeah. what I mean by playing Gwent, Scott. I okay. mean, um, it's euphemistic. Adults I get, it. get older. Uh, sometimes, they sometimes a mo- when a mommy loves a daddy, they pull out their Gwent decks. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway. Sometimes they just want to play Gwent. <laughs> uh, anyway, right. so 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 yeah, she's romanceable. All right. That's a PC way of that's, saying it. That's good to know. I will keep my I eyes the, open. I said it the Xbox way, which I is. I feel like we've friendly. either clarified or made things far more confusing. Can I romance Doo Doo? Can I romance Doo Doo? Do you remember Doo Doo? Oh, he's he's the little uh, he's a little. Um, uh, I don't know if he's a dwarf or a gnome. I mean, he's like a gnome. Oh, a... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's the um, Dandelion's friend. Yeah, Dandelion's little buddy who oh, was like... I love Dandelion so much. <laughs> oh, Dan... Have you rescued Dandelion? No, I'm almost there, though. Oh, almost when you there. meet him, you're going to love that man. Yeah. He's... Dandelion is the one of the greatest NPCs of all time. Oh, good. I'm very excited uh, about that. But Doodoo. But, can uh, I, can no, I... no, Doodoo, you can't. Okay. I can't romance Doodoo. <laughs> No. That game wants Doo-doo me to take him seriously because like... Geralt will go, we've got to somehow go out and find Doodoo. I'm like, shut up. You're not serious. <laughs> Don't be serious about a guy named Doodoo. You can't. Doodoo makes me feel like Bo won a contest to put an NPC in Witcher 3. <laughs> uh, Mr. Schwartz, we're happy to announce you were the winner of the drawing to announce. Doodoo. His I mean, name is Doodoo. Close. I had a character named Lala. So That's true. It's so the same number of syllables and letters. Bok bok doo doo. Bok bok doo and Lala walk into a bar. Bok uh, bok doo doo Lala is actually a story that Bok bok would tell somebody. Mm-hmm. That sounds right you to me. You can understand his language. Well, speak- Man, I could talk about Witcher 3 romance all day. I know you yeah, could. So. Well, instead, we should talk about John's re sparked romance with XCOM 2. You're playing that again, eh? Uh, it's not as fascinating as it sounds. Here's what happened. I got the urge after last week to play some XCOM 2. I installed it. I opened it up. I decided to start building my character pool because I like it when my friends are in there. Friends and uh, fictional characters, basically. So I I took two days uh, to fill up my character pool. Um, And then after those two days were up, I decided to finally play the game. I started playing it. I did two missions and thought, eh, maybe it's not time for more XCOM 2 yet. Mm. So I devoted three days to two missions and a decision to maybe play something else. But Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, it was fun watching you fiddle with the character creator stuff, but it actually got me in the mood to play XCOM 2, so I reinstalled it. I haven't touched it yet. But now hearing that you're you right. have the expansion. I do. Okay. Yeah. That expansion's good, right? Like it's supposed it's to be so good. Yeah. It changes that game in a in a major way that is just incredibly fun. I'm coming late to it. Um it's <laughs> a long pause. Yeah. Uh, very late. Uh, it was a late pause, long everything. Too much talk about Gwent deck. <laughs> and uh anyway, I finished Resident <laughs> Evil 2 for a fourth time. Shut up. How uh, are you done? Anybody- how, how long is that game to run through once? It's not that long. It's like, like the first time I went through, it took me six hours. Okay. 
That's not bad. Oh my god, six hours? I, I played Call of Duty's longer than that. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> well, I mean, it's yeah, an old I game. Think, Structurally, it's like ancient. Like, yeah, I, I think it was six or seven hours, something like that, on my first run through. Yeah. Um. Now, granted, that game is designed to be played at least twice, so you know you can extend that out to twelve. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I've now done Leon A, Claire B, Claire A, Leon B run throughs, and I also tried the DLC. Um. And that DLC is free, and it's kind of interesting, but it's not really for me. It's not what I like about the game. So. I don't know how much time I'll put back into it. It's mostly just, hey, I don't know. We filled these spaces with a lot of enemies. Good luck. Yeah. So it's not necessarily my favorite thing. But uh, yeah, that game's good. And even though I've now beat it the requisite amount of times, uh, I think I might play it again at some point. So that's 24 hours, roughly. Yeah. That you've given it so far. You'll give it another six, maybe five or six. Yeah, five probably because you're fast now. Uh, that's amazing to me. I don't remember the last time I did that with a video game. Maybe back in SNES or Genesis days, where I would play something that many times over. It's just this weird feeling that comes over you, where it's like I have to get through creatures that can darn near kill me in one hit, and there's three of them, and I have no bullets right now. Yeah, how am I going to make this work? And you do it, and it's rewarding in and of itself. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, I made it through. I got through this. That's that's great. And I learned along the way. And now I bet I could do it even better next time. And that's the thing that kind of keeps popping into my head is, man, I could do it. I could do it even better the next time I play it. So it's it's just kind of motivates you to get right back in. Well, Bo Schwartz, <laughs> uh, the opposite of our clear uh, OCD or what do we have? Not OCD. We have uh, attention ADHD. deficit disorder. You have uh, you have OCD. For I say dungeon. playing Resident Evil 2 four times through is pretty committed. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. I give props to John for his commitment to yeah. the Resident. I mostly people. I mostly levy uh, that on myself. But well, just yeah. just in a new game announced from the makers of The Witcher, they're actually going to do another DLC for Witcher Three called Call of Duty. Call of Duty. <laughs> I was genuinely excited, and then it turned into a fun joke, and I liked it, but I was actually disappointed. Call of I know. Sorry to play with your emotions like that. I think everyone wants another. Hey, Witcher let me tell you about my most liked tweet of the day. This thing got up in like three, four hundred likes or something, uh, and it the was just a, yeah, it was a dumb joke about old man scrolling through his phone looking at Facebook, and it was called the Elder I Scrolls. I liked your art. Yeah, I thought the art was amazing. And then it did a comic later because it made me laugh, but. You never know what your dumb joke could do, Bo. Call of Duty, it could be the next big hot meme on the gaming subreddit. It'll probably be a new Gwent expansion. They actually announced. She's not even married. They actually announced a new expansion for Gwent. Can I romance one of those witch sisters? In that game, why would you? Yeah, the hags. Can I take like especially the big? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I've not looked much up about the game, but I did look up the romance part of the game because I wanted to know if I could date both of them and what the consequences would be. (laughs) I was like, okay, I want to have a a happier ending, so I'm not going to do that. Scott, Um, why would you want to? There's not... (laughs) I don't want to. I want to know if the game will let me. That's all. (laughs) I don't. I have no desire for any of the hags, but they are so. Those designs for those hags, 
are amazing. Unbelievable. Like I don't no, no. one's doing that work right now in fantasy did you, games. I, the one that left the biggest impression, did you do the bloody baron oh, yeah. baby bit? Yeah. 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 That yeah. one got me pretty good. Um and the He's whole just everybody's moly and sweaty and just they're, they look like they drank too much. Some of them, their noses are just like awful red colors that just look alcoholic and, and like their livers are about to flop out of their mouth. Like, Yeah, you feel like if you walk too close to them, something's just going to squirt on you. Yeah, that game's great at that. I hope I hope their uh, cyberpunk thing 2077 is like that. You know, just everyone's just... They're not just cyber implants in some guy's head. It's going to be like infected and freaking... Just nasty skin, all crusty around these little like implant points in his head and face. That's what I want. I want to romance him. All right, moving on. Um, yeah, no. sorry, but Darkest Dungeon. Sorry, but you were gonna. Do, yeah, we kind of talked about it a lot at the top of the show, but um, yeah. you're excited. I put in. I checked out. I put in thirty six, thirty eight point eight hours in the last two weeks, according to my Steam profile. Good lord, uh, which would be actually the last like four days. So all right, I've been playing. No, maybe five, but. I've been playing it a lot, yeah. and um, it's very good. No I sign, no sign of stopping. Gonna keep going. I'm gonna finish it through to completion. Like there's, there's. I'm at the point now where having played it and stopping is like the dumbest thing to do. Yeah. Like stopping it to play another game. Obviously, if I have real life things that I should be doing, then yeah. stopping is a great idea. But you know, <laughs> you keep telling yourself that Bo, who was still playing when I went to bed last night. Yeah. Do you eat? Are you eating? Like you're getting food? <laughs> now it just turns into concerned parent talk. Yeah. I, just yeah, to I, I, care of I, I went to work. I had a full work day. And then I came home and I played. I just played a little too late. Do you hear that guy's voice in your head all the time? Just going, the freaking death is before us. Yet perhaps yeah. light at the end of the day. Like that guy just. All through the day. Like I'm going uh, to the corner store. And it's like the corner store. <laughs> A place where refreshments can be proffered <laughs> for a Jeez, price. I just, I just can't think today. The mind. The fragile. Fragile. Robin's egg. <laughs> like everything. The whole day narrated by that guy. Like a robin's Name, egg. He's Wayne so good. Jude. He's, my interest. He should be. He should narrate all things. He's so good. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Mm. I'm pretty excited about that sequel because the way they describe it, it sounds like a whole, like they're aiming for it to be its own kind of experience, which leads me to believe they just are going to do something different. And that's exciting. I don't know what it is, but we'll see. All right. Time for this. Hey, listen, do you like, uh, there will be dungeons. If you not have any idea what the hell that is, well, uh, let me help you out. It's a great D and D show. We just hit like a year of this thing. and didn't really even notice cause we're having so much fun. Uh, we play D&D. It's our own little custom campaign. Bo is our DM, has created this incredible world. And our characters each week go through all kinds of fuzzy duzzy to try to find themselves on the other side of hardships and rough times. <laughs> so check it out. Uh, it's There Will Be Dungeons on Saturdays. And by the way, I don't know if this helps anybody, but you know, Critical Role, really the, the D&D show to, to beat there on the internet, uh, uh, one Liam O'Brien complimented our show once. So do you want to listen to a show that Liam? I didn't know that. Yes, he's complimented it. He listened the millionaire to Liam, Liam, the, the role-playing <laughs> millionaire Liam O'Brien. Don't tell him that. He hates that. 
There, look, that all that money. I going wouldn't to, say it except you know his Kickstarter did okay. Well, their Kickstarter, <laughs> it's not just his, and also well, their Kickstarter. I assume there's a million for each of them. The plan is, as I understand it, is they're just all going into production. That's what they told me. So they're just like everyone's going to get weird about this money, but we're just going to make more and yeah. more and more and more stuff. So, so I, I it seems they're like it's good all folk. I'm just making jokes. So don't right. please don't. So Liam, if don't you're tell listening, Liam. just tell tell Liam. Yeah, I like him. He's, he's cool. He's I great. Thank you for listening to our show at one point. Yeah. Yes. He, oh yeah. What was the compliment? The compliment is he thought it was really good and he was super stoked that we were having so much fun. So okay. good, good. That's yeah, a great. Compliment. He liked it a lot. Uh, so if you want to find out why Liam O'Brien of the famous Critical Role liked it, head on over to ThereWillBeDungeons.com and subscribe today. You won't be sad. Finally, we have an email to take us out today. This is one email that came to us over at the site, frogpants.com slash core. You can also leave us voicemails at 801-47104. Sorry, 4710462. 801-471-0462. Breton says this. You all recently were discussing the first RTS game of all time. I believe the first utopia or the first game was Utopia for the Intellivision. This was uh, released in 1981 and one of my very first game experiences. You and another player uh, each have an island and build schools, fishing boats, farms, soldiers, etc. on your corresponding island in real time. There are both turn-based and real-time elements, and I would personally consider it an RTS as everything in uh, is technically happening all at once on the screen. Uh, the player with the most points at the end wins. It's a fun game and amazing for its time. You all should check it out. There are videos on YouTube, if nothing else. Thanks, Breton or Brenton. Uh, I played Utopia, and so when he sent this email, I went, oh, right, that probably is the world's first RTS. I was calling Doom that, or Dune, rather, uh, for PCs, and I think the Genesis had a version. Uh, and I still say it's the closest to what we now think of as an RTS, but clearly Utopia was a big deal. And broke a bunch of ground, and I should have given that credit last week when we talked about it. So, good call. Uh, I've never Bridget. heard of Utopia. It's pretty cool. I mean, the Intellivision is old. Gameplay it, of it. It's yeah, janky and see. garbagey, but it's good. It's good. I've got, kind of ties into our opening discussion to bring it full circle. I've got a question for you guys before we call it a night. Mm. So, we talked about going back to old games. I'm just curious if there is a level with which you don't like to go back to so uh, i'll give you an example i love games on the nes that was the first console i ever owned um or remember it's not the first console i ever played because i i happen to know my parents had an atari and stuff like that but i it's the first one i remember playing mm -hmm. um and i love the nes but when i go back and i do virtual console stuff on the nes and and things of that nature I tend to play it for the little boost to nostalgia and then that's it. And that's really where my interest lies. I'm not really, I don't really dive deep back into it. And for most games that are older than the NES, I don't have a ton of interest in going back to. So I kind of consider Super Nintendo kind of my cutoff where I will seriously get into an old game. What do you think that cutoff would be for you guys? Oh man, it's probably the same for me, but I would also... There's a lot of arcade stuff I would look to um, that's older than that. Like I would play at any given moment of the day if somebody wanted me to, if, if there was an opportunity to play Joust, I'd play it because I love Joust and I still love it. And I have it like in multiple forms in my house. <laughs> 
Like I, yeah. I just love joust and I, I can't get enough of it. Um, but I feel similar ways about uh, like you do about the NES. It just doesn't do it for me anymore. Um, I can't explain it. I still have some nostalgia for it. Clearly maybe Mario brothers or something just for, for a kick, but it's not the same. Uh, if I go back and play a super NES game though, or you know Genesis era, that kind of era, the 16-bit era. That's probably the place where I'm happy to like. I I could play through Super Metroid all again, or or Mario Super Mario World could totally play that through again. Yeah, without even batting an eye. Bo, what about you? Like to really get into how far would I go back? Yeah, I don't know if I'd really get into it, but I know I think about it often. I used to play when I was really young games on the Vic Twenty and mm-hmm. the Commodore sixty four. Mm-hmm. You do some. I don't know if I get into it, but I'm like, you know, I'd play. I try old ones from that era. I mean, you wouldn't mind seeing it, but you wouldn't like. I mean, I mentioned today I want to play a few old games like the Guardian. Before we recorded, I think I was thinking about Abadox and Guardian Legend Mm -hmm. as like classic NES games that I wouldn't mind doing a full playthrough of again. Yeah, it's just if you go back farther, games you also you didn't play through River Raid, right? (laughs) You just kind of played it till you got your hands. Your hands got sore. You got frustrated. You couldn't. You know, you could only get so far. Right. So yeah. yeah, I think that there's nostalgia plays a huge role in this stuff. But like the NES classic that came out, I got that, and I barely touched it. Uh, the Super NES classic, I've played multiple times, including once last week where I popped in and played a, a hockey game or whatever the hell it was. I don't remember now. Yeah. That happened to me with that, too. I started playing Secret of Mana just to get the nostalgia kick. And next thing I know, I was halfway through the game looking up guides, trying to remind myself what to do. Yeah, it's because so. it's I don't know. There's a there was a depth wall that we got over with that generation that I don't think was there before. I mean, they were we were touch We were tickling it with things like Legend of Zelda and things like that. But Kid, we, Icar- Kid Icarus is really good. Oh, Icarus awesome. was great. I love that game. Was that called? What was that called? Yeah, Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. Yeah, yeah, the one where you went up. It was like one of the first NES games I owned. I have fond memories of that. Didn't... Oh, those Reaper guys freaked me out, though, when I was a kid. I was terrified of those because they ran at you faster when you were on their level, and that was what was freaky to me. It was like, oh, geez, he knows I'm here. Yeah. No, it's all, it's all ringing. Game. It's making me want to play old games, but then I'll probably get bored and go play The Witcher. Uh <laughs> That is uh, going to do it. And thanks for the email, Breton. We appreciate it. Uh, don't forget frogpants.com slash core if you would like to contact us. That's also our website. And you're encouraged to go there and hang out. Uh, normally, we would have some games to play after the show today, but not today. I got some commitments I have to go take care of. So I will not be uh, able to be a part of it. Although you guys may still play and stream. I don't know. Are you going to do something? Do you know? Do you know what you're doing? Uh, well, we decided to call off our foursome, I think, because... Kristen needs bonus sleep tonight, so uh, I don't know, John. But I don't think I'm streaming just, anything. But you know, we'll I see. I might play some Darkest Dungeon tonight. Yeah, I think that's I might watch Bo play Darkest Dungeon while oh, I play. Oh, <laughs> I might put that on my phone where I'm going. I want to see Dub Bo play that as well because I maybe watching you will help me approach that game in a better way or something. Well, one of the things about streaming that game, first of all, because it's not an action game, you can actually kind of talk to chat. Yeah. Except the chat doesn't really talk that much, and I just narrate all my decision making. So it's a lot of me looking at a menu, going, "I could use this ability, uh-huh. but if I use that, then I need to use this." 
And what about this trinket? No, 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 no. Take yeah. out the trinket. I'm going to use this trinket because I want to use this trinket with this trinket. And at one point, I'm like, are you guys bored? Like, I'm just, I'm just, my thought process is just out loud. I'm just like, blah, 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 about it. Like, I basically have a spreadsheet in front of me. Yeah. No, I'll tell you what it, I so. like about it, and honestly what I'm getting a little bit from it, is the art style in that game is so good, it does nothing but make me want to create Dungeons & Dragons characters. Oh, absolutely. Every absolutely. piece of art in that game makes me want to make something in Dungeons yeah, & Dragons. Yeah, it's such a unique, chunky, cool style. It's nothing like it, really, actually. A lot of people try to copy it now, but it's a very unique look. You guys really uh, check it out, listeners, if you haven't uh, tried it. Don't take my crappy word for it, because I'm just scared of video games sometimes. That game's scary. But Bo knows. He knows. Uh, go check it out. Uh, hey, frogpants.com slash core. Patreon.com slash core show. Uh, yeah, why do I bring that up? Because we need your support. That's how this show stays on the air. And uh, you going over there and supporting us will help us a lot. Patreon.com slash core show. And again, leave us voicemails. 801-471-0462. If you want to find us on Twitter, this show can be found at CorePod, C-O-R-E-P-O-D. Uh, also, there's uh, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and of course, Bo Schwartz. That's going to do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. Mm. <laughs>